This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 168 with Ryan Hawk. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hi there, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to discuss the qualities that leaders possess to sustain excellence. My guest in this episode is Ryan Hawk. Ryan is the creator and host of the Learning Leader Show, a top-rated iTunes business podcast that focuses on learning from the smartest, most creative leaders in the world, including such luminaries as Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, Cat Cole, and Adam Grant. Ryan's podcast has exploded on a global scale with listeners in 112 countries worldwide. Forbes magazine has called The Learning Leader Show the most dynamic leadership podcast out there, and Inc. magazine listed The Learning Leader Show as one of the top five podcasts to help you lead smarter. Ryan also writes for the Huffington Post on topics of leading and empowering others. In addition, he is an executive at LexisNexis in a general management role. His background is in the profession of selling, where he's won multiple awards for his production. Prior to his professional business pursuits, Ryan was a decorated college football quarterback at Miami University and Ohio University. Please share your feedback and thoughts with me on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobsher or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. You can support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron by visiting CashflowNinja.com forward slash support. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at JoinOpsProperties.com. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at CashflowNinja.com forward slash private lending. Spartan Invest have a proven plan and system helping investors creating passive income and wealth through turnkey real estate ownership in the exciting market of Birmingham, Alabama. Find out why Birmingham has got it going on, why it's a steal right now, why it's a millennial hangout, a hidden gem, and one of the most exciting investment opportunities you have never heard of. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at cashflowninja.com forward slash Spartan. 
I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet, on the show, the banking system. And my firm, Valhalla Wealth Financial, helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the premium tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function within your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can access a free webinar presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, MC. I appreciate it, man. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Wow. Uh, it's a broad one. That could take me a while. My background <laughs> and journey, I, I assume the, the original reason you reached out was because of um, the, the leadership journey I'm on, and that is my based on my podcast. And that started, it's called The Learning Leader Show. I started that about... Um, two and a half years ago and done 200 plus episodes now with some of the brightest, uh, most creative, inspiring, empowering leaders in the world. And I, I uh, publish once a week and have um, met with uh, some of my heroes. And I, I try to approach each conversation with a curious mind and, and try to understand how they've been able to achieve some sort of uh, sustained excellence over an extended period of time. And uh, I want to get, get a better understanding of that. And that probably stems from my upbringing of having really supportive parents, two great brothers who are still very much uh, in my life and help me on a regular basis uh, become a learner, somebody who can grow, who always strives to improve on a daily basis. And my podcast is certainly an outlet for that. No, and it's uh, it's a fantastic podcast with a lot of great resources at uh, learningleader.com on leadership. Um, and, of course, leaders are readers and lifelong learners, something we encourage right here at the Cashflow Ninja as well. Ryan, what's your philosophical view on leadership? Can anyone become a leader, and is it a skill that can be le- learned and developed? I'm guessing uh, most people listening would 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 know my answer. I absolutely believe everybody has it within them to be a leader. Um, whether you look at the introversion extroversion scale, there's been a lot of talk about this recently. But you know, if you look at the scale, I would probably fall much more closer to the uh, introvert part of that scale. And those people sometimes, uh, Susan Cain's written a lot about this, but. Can, can absolutely lead. You don't have to be the life of the party to be the leader. So I want everyone to understand that leadership is a choice. And when you decide to make that choice to lead, to take responsibility, to serve and help other people, to, to, to realize that your success can only follow the success of the people that you help serve and lead, um, it's very powerful. And, and some of the common themes of the best leaders, though, are that they are quite curious in their approach have inquisitive minds, realize that they'll never quite make it to the top of the mountain. They'll always be climbing. They're, they're, they're strenuously learning, trying to get better. Um, I don't have a lot of room uh, for people with huge egos or think they have it all figured out. Uh, in my studies over the last two and a half years, 200 plus leaders, is that the common theme is that they uh, – uh, everyone has a little bit of an ego, but 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 for the most part, it's very small. Uh, they're very curious. They seek to serve and help others first, um, uh, and 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 they're looking to surround themselves with other people, not necessarily like minded, but people who have similar 
qualities when it comes to morals and values. They're honest, trustworthy, full of integrity type people who are looking to be helpful. So I certainly believe the long answer to your question is that uh, every single person listening to this right now can be a leader, maybe in different ways. They don't necessarily need to be the CEO of the company, but they can lead in their own right within their current spot right now, but they do need to make a choice. Yeah, and you touched upon leadership styles because it's different for everyone, right? Some people like to lead from the front. Others like to lead from the back, empowering the people in front of them and managing uh, the direction of where a team and an organization is headed. What are some of your uh, thoughts on leadership styles? In my experience, I found the... um I remember I had a great football coach. Uh, I played football growing up and, and played in college and a little bit after college. And the ones that seemed to be very effective, regardless of how much, how often they raised their voice or what they said was that they realized that each of their players, each of the people that they lead had different manners in which they needed to be coached. And they were very thoughtful about that. Um, I was a guy that, that, that typically they, they, they were able to, uh, yell at, get on in front of uh, my teammates. It did not bother me. Um, I'm not certain it motivated me, but it, but it certainly did not hurt me in any way. I, I understood it was part of being a quarterback, which is the position I played. However, there are teammates of mine, a few of them, where that type of leadership or that type of coaching would just put them, uh, would just knock them out, meaning they would not be able to perform or produce. And so the best, the worst coaches were the ones who just treated everyone exactly the same. The best ones were adaptable to their people. They understood their makeup. They understand the, understood their personalities. And so I would say these, these coaches, these leaders are highly self-aware. They're learners because they understand that not everybody is made up the same way. And they're very uh, adaptable to each and every personality, person, situation. Uh, they also are measured in the moment. When you play football, it, it is similar to some things in business in that you can't get overly emotional in the moment. You have to be able to be measured, to be thoughtful, to stay cool, uh, to be calm under moments of pressure. And so those are the types of leaders that I find myself uh, enjoying their presence, trying to learn from, and, and, and typically being most effective. Yeah, that's very interesting because I learned that lesson myself too, coming from South Africa originally and being in leadership positions there within, within teams as well and rugby teams. Um, and then coming to the United States and, you know, the first, I would say as a leader, I was probably not as successful. Uh, the first year or so because it, it's a different culture too, right? So uh, to your point that everybody reacts differently uh, and is motivated by different things and almost has a, everyone is a different currency and something that drives them. So within organizations, whether it's your investment team, your businesses and so forth, it's not necessarily money that motivates everyone. everyone. Um, and just like in sports, there's different things that motivate uh, everyone uh, on this team. 100% agree. I, I agree. I think it's, that's why it's vital when you look at the, look at the good leaders slash coaches from the poor ones is, is they, they understand that and they're constantly realizing that they don't have it all figured out. So they're, they're, they're trying to, to gather knowledge and information so that they can continuously improve too. 
as a quarterback in high school and college football and also spent some time in the Arena League football, uh, led your team on offense as the, as the quarterback. And that's a position that requires quite a bit of confidence. Uh, where did this confidence come, come from? And what would you say to, to listeners listening out there that is developing as a leader that still don't feel confident enough to step up as a leader uh, where they can go uh, and find that within themselves? I would say nearly 100% of my confidence has always been built in my preparation for big moments. So if you're, you're, you're referencing my, my time playing football, I, my confidence was built in January, February, March, June, July, August, as I prepared for those football games in the fall. My work ethic, my uh, ability to have coaches push me, um, all the pre-work leading up to the test, the test are the game days, is what, what built my confidence. Just think about a, a test in school. If you prepare and study like crazy, uh, you'll probably be much more confident to do well on the test. And so that's the biggest lesson I've taken from playing football into my my business life is the fact that I was most confident for every moment, every inflection point in my life when I had prepared and had to be, I'm a type that's productively paranoid, so I have to over-prepare for those moments. So whether it's an interview of somebody like Simon Sinek or Seth Godin, some of my heroes, or it's a football game, or it's a big presentation, um, a meeting with a boss, whatever it may be, uh, I, I, need, I personally need to be prepared in order to build confidence and to eliminate fear. And in, in speeches that I give, I, I tell them this all the time, that the greatest medicine for fear is preparation. If you're going to do a triathlon, and this is something I did and a story I tell, um, you've got to prepare like crazy. And if you show up on race day for this triathlon and you haven't been preparing, and I mean preparing in a big way, a methodical approach, get help from a coach, do what you need to do to properly prepare, you're not going to have confidence and you probably won't do very well. But if you've been in the water, if you've been running, if you've been on the bike, you're going to be ready for that triathlon or that rugby match, whatever it may be. It'll help you uh, go into it with uh, a better feeling and a better sense of confidence about it. And that could, that could apply to all aspects of your life. Now, you have interviewed some of the most influential leaders in the world. What are some of the commonalities that you've seen that they've had and some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from them? <clears throat> wow. Um, there's so many. Um, I would say, first of all, they take time to think. They are thoughtful. They're patient. Um, they understand what's really important. And you can't do that if you just go from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. You don't have any gaps or you don't have any block time to think. Um, I, I think they have a high level of self-awareness. They realize what they're really good at and they realize what they're not. And they get help with both areas. How can I super speed uh, and triple down on what I'm really good at? And how can I get help with the areas where I'm not as good? These people are immensely curious they're constantly learning. Um, Kat Cole, I think of her, she's one of my favorite leaders in the world right now, president of Focus Brands, and she talks about this all the time, the need for you to be curious. Lynn Wood, one of the best litigators in the world, approaches each conversation with a curious mind. And, and I think those types of people tend to be learners. They tend to constantly improve. We all probably can think of those few individuals, unfortunately, who just 
kind of stay static in their life. They don't really get better and they don't really get worse. And typically those types, that means to me, if you're not getting better and you're staying static, that means you're getting worse. And so I would say uh, they're always seeking something new to learn and they're always striving to improve in some way, shape or form. And regardless of their achievements or their accomplishments, they're a continuous learner and trying to get better. You're listening to Ryan Hawk on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Ryan Hawk on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. And as you mentioned before, always climbing, right? Looking mm-hmm. at what's next, where, as Wayne Gretzky would say, he's moving towards where the puck is going to go. So in whatever space you find yourself, in whatever asset class, you're an investor or an entrepreneur or a business owner, where is it moving and always studying and updating existing skill sets. Uh, and as you mentioned, to be curious of what else is out there and what might be better ways of of improving upon existing processes or workflow. Yeah, you're right, man. You hit it right on the head. I agree. Now, you have, have written a quite a remarkable uh, piece of content on your website, the 10 qualities that leaders possess to sustain excellence. Can you share a little bit of those qualities? Sure. I've mentioned a few of them, uh, but I would say to add a, a, a couple others to it. Um, one of the common themes that I've, I've found, and you may have talked about this before because it's becoming more, I would say, uh, known, is that a lot of them have a very detailed and uh, thoughtful morning routine. They wake up, uh, in most cases, quite early. Uh, there's some sort of, some sort of uh, meditative practice or thought, thought-provoking practice. They typically write, they read. They stretch their body. They do some sort of exercise. And so I, I found the morning routine is very um, important to most of these people, and I've, I've incorporated that as well. Um, another, another aspect of some of the most accomplished leaders is, is they're quite humble, which is not necessarily um, what people think of. They think of the, the charismatic, confident person who can stand up on the table and give a great speech. And, 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 and in some cases, that is true. But the ones who I think have differentiated themselves – have a humbleness uh, about them. They lead with with humility, and they're they're thinking about the people that they lead. They're they're thinking about serving those people as opposed to serving themselves. So the, there's a there's a phrase that that goes around that I don't like called "kiss up, kick down." And "kiss up, kick down" means that you're these people are good at kissing up to their boss, but they don't treat the people that report to them very well. If this is maybe a big corporation, and and I uh, I like to look at it the opposite way that the people who who, who are, are, are very good, uh, first think of the people that report up to them. Um, and they, they certainly need to take care of their boss as well, but they're really con- consciously focused on the people that uh, they serve. What would you say to people that's listening to our, our conversation right now and they don't, they're not finding themselves in a position to grow as a leader or, um, yeah, develop as a leader? What advice would you give to them? 
Well, every situation's unique. Um, I, I think though, if, if you're, if you just kind of put your hands up in the air and you're not quite sure what to do, um, the fact that they're listening to this podcast shows that they're, they're not necessarily in that crowd. That, that shows to me that they are curious. They're looking to learn. They want to get better. And so I would make that a, a constant part of your practice. So, so what's something else that's constant in your, in your life? Um, you need to eat food. Um, you need to sleep. Uh, some people work out, make, make set aside time for your own personal growth and learning every single day. Maybe it's part of your morning routine. Maybe it's at night. Maybe, maybe you have to block out time at lunch, whenever it may be, you must put that on the calendar, block it, set aside and be relentless with that time. Do not give it up. Uh, you have to set aside time in that quadrant, which is not urgent, but important. Most people spend time in the urgent quadrant. Oh, I got this. I got this meeting or somebody wants this. They want that. No block time in that not urgent, but very important quadrant of your life to say, I realize I don't need this right now, but if I do it every single day, it's, it's like the compound effect brick by brick. How do you build a house? Right. It's one brick at a time. And so I think people are built the same way or they can be if you're intentional about it. So it's being thoughtful about your approach towards growth and improvement and blocking time every day to do it. And, you know, the other thing that I will add to that, too, is you do not have to have a title to be a leader. You know, there's a great book uh, about uh, Robin Sharma that uh, wrote The Leader Without a Title. And the other thing that I would also say to to develop as a leader and leading teams and uh, uh, building confidence as a leader, a great way would be to volunteer somewhere. Um, as part of a community, there's a lot of charities that, that are looking for volunteers. And this actually will, will be, uh, a way for you to put yourself in a situation to actually implement those skills that you're learning and self-studying as Ryan was talking about, um, and then ac- executing it. And that's how you get better because you'll learn, uh, from each and every experience that you are around other people, um, and leading a, you know, a cause or um, a project uh, within a charity or within an organization. Yeah, I think it's a great piece of advice. Uh, again, what you said, though, is uh, that that involves making a choice. And so it's not easy. It's hard being a leader. You have responsibilities. And if you make the choice to go volunteer or to be a part of another organization, then that is you raising your hand, signing up to say, I want to lead. I want to help. And with that comes a lot of uh, responsibility and things that are added to your plate. So you have to be prepared for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's how you, that's how you empower yourselves and learning to em- em- empower other people as well. Now, Ryan, you've touched upon being a lifelong learner and uh, making time and setting time aside for uh, in- self-improvement and reading and studying. Uh, what are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? Something that's it's it's interesting that you'd reach out now because one of uh, the things I've been uh, learning the most about now is is managing my finances with my financial advisor. So it's uh, interesting that that uh, we're talking about. So I it's, it's an area where I've typically outsourced it to somebody else to say you I trust you to handle everything, and now I'm working hard to learn from from him how I can better uh, get a grasp on how money grows 
compound interest, a lot of, lot of uh, other details of where, how to invest to better set my family up for success long-term. And that's such a key part of, a, of, of being self-reliant and empowering yourself as well, along with the leadership, right? Just uh, mm-hmm. another huge part of your life. What other projects are you currently working on? Um, and uh, what is your vision for uh, the Learning Leader Show? So um, a couple things. I regularly still do my uh, uh, recording episodes weekly uh, with, with guests. Uh, I'm also doing a lot more writing. I believe at some point it will turn into a book. Uh, I am going to focus on doing some things uh, live, uh, meaning potential interviews. Uh, I've already done some of this, but but more live uh, potential events, and then speeches. This is the this is the aspect that has been most enjoyable for me because I had to lean into some discomfort here, which is getting up on stage. And so over the past year and a half, I'm fortunate enough to be asked to give to give talks uh, a number of times, and uh, I I absolutely love it. And I'm looking forward to continue to do that and to do even more um, time up on stage, uh, impacting people, seeing the look in their eyes when they uh, are impacted by something I said is something I absolutely love. I was fortunate to just do a uh, be asked. I was asked to give a commencement speech this past Friday, and it was uh, it was incredible. I mean, the energy in the room, the way the students, uh, the graduates were 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 listening, uh, engaged the president of the school to, to hear him talk and give the intro. I mean, I was pumped man and to get done with that uh it just makes you want to do more and more of it your show's been growing quite a bit um you're getting out there and you've had massive success what have uh, been some of the biggest uh areas that you focus on to uh achieve the success so it's important to me that the guests of my shows uh, are interesting people who understand why that's a key word. They understand why they've been able to sustain excellence and they can explain it. Um, it, it does me no good to share uh, a guest with an audience if they don't have an understanding of why they've been able to sustain excellence. That's the whole point. That's why people listen. So uh, it, it helps if they're good storytellers as well. But but you want people who can explain specifically why. I like to get tactical. I like to understand exactly how somebody can implement and execute on ideas. Ideas are great, but they're even better when my listeners can 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 finish the episode and go execute on something that they learned. Because a lot of us do a good job of going to conferences, listening to speakers, watching TED Talks, and we even take notes. And then we just sit the notebook down and we don't implement because we have to go to a meeting. And my hope is that every episode people can finish listening and they have something they could implement in their life immediately that could potentially change their life for the better. I just had lunch with a listener actually today and he he, he had mentioned that to me about a, a recent episode where it changed his life because he implemented something. So those are the types of emails I love to get when people send me notes on, on learningleader.com or feedback I receive from, from, from somebody who's listened to my show. Now, our core message in our show is to leave families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? I like the question. I think it's a good thing for all people to think about um, as, as to some of the things that are important to you. And, you know, I, I talk about these types of things with my children, my daughters. 
Um, a few of the things I would say, I could, we could probably talk for an hour about this, but I would say, um, approach each conversation with a curious mind and be a fantastic listener. And the best way to listen is to just shut up and people struggle. Sometimes people just wait to talk as opposed to actively listening. Listen with your eyes, look them in the eye. Uh, listen with your ears, try to process and synthesize what they are saying to ask a good follow-up question. That's how you can be a good conversationalist, a good podcaster, a good interviewer, all very important skills. Um, another thing I try to share with, with our, our girls is that compliment people. And when you hear that phrase, I would say in two ways, try your best to compliment people behind their back. Speak highly about people when they're not around. That will eventually get back to people. And think about the world if we all actively thought of ways to compliment people behind their back. Because everyone, not everyone, but it's unfortunate when people speak poorly about those behind their back and then they're fake to their face. And so my point is not only be complimentary of somebody to their face, and you should certainly do that, but do it behind their back. Share. My dad's very good at this, but but share good news about other people to others that I love people who do that. And I try to do that because it's so different from what's normal. So compliment people behind their back. And then I'd, I'd say that the reason anyone in my family has been successful, uh, whether it's my parents or my brothers um, or me is the fact that we were very focused on doing, on being consistent in what we do. So if you decide to make a podcast, I remember when I started this, people thought, oh, that would be cool. You'll probably do a few episodes. I always thought I'm going to do a thousand episodes. And here we are two and a half years in 200 plus episodes. I'm, I don't have any plan to stop going and have done a minimum of one per week forever. And so I, I am a stickler to consistency, to showing up for people, showing up for those that you serve. So I would say those three things are Approach each conversation with a curious mind, listen, compliment people behind their back, and then be consistent with your actions. No, and thank you for sharing that. Very, very powerful. How can my listeners learn more about you and your podcast and stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? Well, if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere you get your uh, podcast, uh, The Learning Leader Show with Ryan Hawk. So you could search Learning Leader or Ryan Hawk and it'll pop up. Uh, feel free to subscribe, rate, review there. And then, or um, my website, learningleader.com, sign up for the uh, newsletter. I send a mindful Monday email every single Monday morning. Um, and I try to <clears throat> piece together some thoughts for all of us to take a moment to think, to process, to learn a little bit. So the mindful Monday emails, I've gotten really good response. I've been doing it for over a year now. And uh, I would encourage you to sign up uh, at learningleader.com to get those. Fantastic. Ryan, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Well, thanks so much for having me and the, uh, the thoughtful questions, MC. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, 
entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest Ryan Hawk and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gushku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. When you become a patron for 12 months, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Creating passive income for you and your family is easier than you think. All you need are three things. The right plan, the right product, and the right turnkey provider. As an investor, you want a safe, profitable, and convenient way to invest your capital without being at the mercy of stock market fluctuation. Investing in real estate in a turnkey way that provides monthly passive income with very low risk is exactly what Spartan Invest provides for their clients. Their mission is to make investing in real estate easy for the busy professional. Spartan Invest help investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey ownership in Birmingham, Alabama. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at cashflowninja.com forward slash Spartan. The wealthiest families on the planet know how to capture their wealth and then leveraging their wealth through their own banking system. If you're interested in privatized banking and the infinite banking concept and learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, cashflowninja.com.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 